Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 19. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traub. And we are here every single week, with the exception of last week, (laughs) when I couldn't get out of bed, I was so sick. But we are here most weeks to talk about technology that is going to help you, the small business owner or medium-sized business owner, or just solopreneur, whatever you might call yourselves, to be more efficient and even more profitable in your business, in your day-to-day life. That's what we're here for, I think. That's what we deliver, Cliff. That's what we that's how, de- we deliver. That's how we roll, as the kids say. Yo. <laughs> that's how I roll, yo. Can you tell we're both Caucasian? I <laughs> thought so. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. So, Andy, we've got a couple different things that we're going to cover here today. A um, couple? we got like a dozen. A do- a, 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 yeah, I don't think it's a dozen. But we do have a few things we were going to talk about today. Right? We're going we're gonna to give a little update on our goals, a little... Uh, reality check, some accountability between the two of us here to find out if we are achieving the things we've set out to do. You know, we're we're at the end of that first month, and so yeah, we're going to talk about those goals we we shared a little while ago and and see how we're doing. Uh, we've got some listener feedback today. Now we've got three audio pieces of feedback and two questions that were submitted via email. So. We we basically here we're going to start off with our review of our uh, our goals and then we're just going to let the community steer the rest of the show. And as far as I'm concerned, you and I will always try to come up with content that we think is going to be useful and helpful for our audience. But folks, listen to this. Your desire for us to talk about things will always trump us because this show is here for you. And so if you have comments, questions, ideas, things you want us to talk about, then give us a call on our listener voicemail feedback hotline, which is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Try to say that seven times real fast. Uh, It's area code 859-795-4067. That number one more time, 859-795-4067. Andy, you say we're almost 10% of the way through the year. Yeah. Well, you know, you take 100 divided by 12 and you're, you know, 8.3% would be January. I call that almost 10%. So yeah, we're almost 10% through the year. And so, you know, how are we doing on our goals? You know, it's, it's, why not, why not start measuring now if it matters? No reason to look at uh, November and, and feel bad about ourselves. Let's, let's, let's count our victories and and talk about our defeats and, and, and get better. So, so I'm excited to talk about those. Sounds awesome. So let, let's start off with you, my friend. And uh, you had a couple goals that you ta- tossed out there. You've got uh, create passive income of 3000 a month. Did not do that this month, but I had more passive income this month, and the month is not over. I had more passive income this month than I've ever had before in my life. And um, that's where you start. So I did about a third of that. Um, okay which is a lot more than December and November and all the other months before that. Very so, cool. And, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, Cliff, the big thing is it's a state of mind. And I know that might sound totally cheesy, but when you want to create a passive income, you can push people away from necessarily the hourly things 
uh, and you push them more towards the products and you're more focused on creating products because obviously you want to help reach that goal. Right. So yeah, it's, it's been really, really helpful to have that goal. And I'm, I'm really actually quite pleased with my progress on it so far. I'm very glad to hear that. And are you no? Are do you have some things and some ideas in place to get you closer to that goal for passive income? You know, moving forward into February. Yeah, it's it's going to be you know different pricing of the technology for successful business course that I already did. Um, you know, different pricing options for that, different packaging options for folks. You know, adding some coaching along with the course to you know hopefully get people to. Um, to want to purchase that a little bit more readily. Uh, you know, I've got everything set up at coachingtechnology.com. Um, and actually, Cliff, uh, you don't have to go there now, but if they hover over your picture, uh-huh. uh, by the way, we have to make this a plus episode because this is a plus episode uh, bonus here. If uh, if they hover over your picture, they save 50 bucks. <laughs> I, I made a secret buy button if they, if they click on you. At nice. the coaching technology, coaching technology.com. And when they hover over it, it says, Cliff, thanks for saving me 50 bucks. Awesome. So there you you're go. saving people money. So it's, it's stuff like that <laughs> and, and just more of uh, I'm, taking, I'm scheduling time to make product. Um, and, and that obviously means passive income. Very so. cool. Now, you said that you wanted to book 15 clients that would pay a total of $5,000. Minimum. Mi- 5000 minimum. And so... Uh, here we are. You, you need a little bit over one per month on average. Uh, how many did you pick up this month? Well, I haven't landed any yet. I am on the verge in the next 24 hours, I think, of landing three. Very good. So that would help. <laughs> that would be uh, a fifth of uh, my necessary total in the first month. Gotcha. And um, some of those are well beyond the 5,000 mark. Um, and uh, again, that, that's just... You know, I, I may not reach any of these. Uh, well, one, I know I two of these I know I did out of the five this month. But, you know, it's not a failure if you don't reach your goal, if you get pretty darn close, especially in your first month. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm very again, I'm very pleased about that. Well, I, I don't think it's a failure. Even if you even if you're not close, you you it's not a failure in, unless you don't set a goal. I, I think that that's a failure. Uh, so, so as long as you got it and you're moving closer and you're closer to the goal than you were before you set the goal, then I think you're doing pretty good. I'm a lot closer. And you yeah. need you need some accountability to get you there. So, host three online courses. Uh, you've are well, you haven't done any in in 2010 right. yet. So, when's the next no. when's the next online course? Well, I'm going to do a pretty in depth series on Hootsuite, and it's probably going to be just one, maybe two. It might be just one two hour course, or it might be two one hour courses. Okay. But I'm going to not just to talk about the technical part of Hootsuite, but some strategy for folks using Hootsuite. Uh, I have really uh, just been blessed with other people like you and, and Justin, and other folks that are using Hootsuite in really intentional ways uh, that I think are very transferable to other people's businesses to where you can use a tool like that to really track your brand or track potential customers. And, uh, you know, it just, it just simplifies so much. I just, I don't know how I did Twitter without Hootsuite. And, uh, it's just, it's starting to help me, uh, get more income. Um, and it's, it's a web-based tool. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. So that, that's one. And the other part of hosting the online courses is, uh, you know, getting a feel from people. What do they want to, what do they want to learn about? Just like you've done with your courses, Cliff, which, if folks don't know, I don't know if they're all sold out yet or not, Cliff, but, you know, I was able to attend um, one this last weekend. And, you know, you're just you're you're just um, 
so professional in the way you did it. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not just a, a co-host. I'm a member of the community, and I'm a paying member to to things. Um, and it was just an awesome, awesome um, tutorial. And so I'm, and you, you did those, right? Because you asked people what they wanted. Yeah, right. Absolutely. absolutely. Or people just kept asking for it and you go, okay, I know what people want. And that's what I'm doing right now. I've gotten so many people have asked about Hootsuite or I think are using it, but it's sort of like they turn it on, but they're not, you, you know, it's just like if you and I have a hammer, it's different, different than the guy who builds buildings for a living. Yeah. You know, he knows how to use that tool a lot better. And you and I know how to use tools like that to, to create business and momentum and connect with people. And that's, that's what that first course is going to be is, is how to master Hootsuite and use it for your business. Good. And as far as building a tribe, that's been great. I mean, I, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting Twitter followers by the day, uh, just from being active on Hootsuite and, and, and it's been really fun, I think, because they're actual followers. They're not, uh, follow me and, and, and here's a list building, yada, yada. You know, they're actual human beings who relationships, they relationships. Uh, you know, it's being able to cut through that noise on Twitter. And so that's been great. People signing up for the e-newsletter. Um, you know, I think Business Tech Weekly has been a help for that as people are, are listening to us um, and then, you know, hearing those episodes and signing up. And, and, and most of all, like last week, Cliff, I don't know if you knew this or not. You probably didn't unless you looked through the chat transcripts. But I showed up, uh, not because I didn't know you were going to be here, but I thought other people may have shown up and didn't know we weren't going to have the show. And I said, hey, if you want to talk, come over to my room and so i used my adobe connect pro room and we had about five people just come in and we conferenced and we just talked you know we had our own little private consultation hang out talk about technology stuff right uh, and that's the kind of stuff that you know i was happy i was happy to do it it was a great time and got to connect with the tribe a little bit more absolutely that is very awesome i love that and of course i happen to know that you did meet your other goal and that yeah. is joining a gym yeah that's been awesome just just so good, um, you know, just be able to, my, my, my body obviously is benefiting from that, but I'll tell you, my mind is so much more sharp. Uh, my energy is so much more uh, robust because, because I'm, I'm, I'm there and I, I've got time to think and I've got time to pray. And, um, you know, my prayer life has definitely uh, been much improved thanks to the treadmill, you know. There's not much you can do on a treadmill other than think and, and listen and pray and, and um, you know, take in information and give out. So it, it's, uh, it's just been awesome. So I appreciate the accountability there. Awesome. All right. So go through the list on mine. I'll, I'll share with you where I am on my goals. And then we'll get right. to some of these listener questions and yeah, comments. Yeah, monthly income of $10,000. I'll tell you what, when I stuck that goal out there, it, it's just like, man, am I really going to be able to pull this off? I want to tell you, my friend, I hit that in seven, by the by January 7th, I hit that for nice. January. Uh, it was, it was, it was amazing. Um, just a lot of, a lot of big things happening all at once. Uh, now the income all came in and, you know, within that first week of January, uh, the work to do it, a, a good deal of it, I, I think uh, about $8,000 of that income came in from a, from the webinar series that I'm doing, uh, right. over the course of about six weeks. So there were seven, seven sessions within six weeks. And so there's a lot to deliver on throughout the course of the month, but it, but the money came in and it came in right away. 
And so that was really good. And, and, and when you consider the plus membership and you consider the, the sponsor that I have with Mardell.com, uh, I had secured the 10,000 gross for the business within the first seven days of the month, which was amazing. How many times have you had that much in a month before? Never. <laughs> That's so awesome. I set the goal and I got serious about the goal in January 2010. It was the first time I've ever had that much money come in. And before this, the most I'd ever brought in was about 7,000. Wow. So, That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. And and let's just put it this way. my When it came time to pay our HSA this month, after I had already paid all of our bills and, and all the other stuff, putting money into my health savings account, I put four, the equivalent of four months worth of contributions in my HSA this month. Nice. So yeah, I put nice. I, I put two grand in HSA today, or Way this to go, month. Man. So yeah, it, it, setting goals, folks. It is it is amazing when you just say, you know, here's 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 what I'm doing, and then it's amazing how your mind is engaged to say, okay, now this is what I have to do. Now yep. what what does it require of me to do that? Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. setting goals is an amazing thing. Uh, yeah. So next up was what? Speaking Bureau? Speaking Bureau. How are we doing? It's it's on the back burner. It's, it's still something I definitely want to investigate further in 2010. Uh, what's really odd is I've had I've had two different sides of the story. I've heard I've had uh, two people tell me, you know, Cliff, you pretty much don't make any money from speaking. I've had two people tell me that <laughs> over over the course he said, you know, and then of course it's always until you really become this, you know, this much sought after speaker, you know, but starting out, you usually have to kind of take a gig here and take a gig there. And usually they just cover your, your travel expenses, you know, and they let you into the conference or something like that. Um, on the other hand, over the course of the last four years, I've had about 10, 15, maybe 20 people that I know who said that they've done keynotes and they've been invited to come speak about their new media experiences to groups and they've made significant income from that and that they are doing it more and more and and it's actually much more than they could have ever dreamed and it's it's hard to believe that they could get paid that much so you know and and i'm not going to say one's everybody's got their own experiences with these kind of things it's something that i'm still going to be uh uh, definitely investigate, but it, that one's going to be probably on the back burner until about June anyway. Now, you know, when I went to Atlanta, we did a show, I think it was on Skype that time. I was in Atlanta when we did that show. I was speaking at a speaker's boot camp for people who wanted to be professional speakers. Okay. And the guy who ran that was Kent Julian from liveitforward.com. Okay. And, and he is a great guy to talk to because speaking bureaus, a lot of people look at them like, should you self-publish or should you get a publisher? Right, it's sort of that conversation, um, and I think he's been on both sides of that. But uh, he he just would be a great guy for us to you know for you to talk to, because Cliff, the part of it is you have a brand, you have yeah. a tribe, you have credibility. You know, when I ask people to come on our show and speak or, or be guests, 
all I have to do is point them to the website. I don't have to convince them that we're professional. We know what we're doing. We're already out there on iTunes, and you're on uh, iTunes 1,900 plus times. Right. So I, I think it's a different conversation, frankly. And I think you just have to maybe put a date on the speaking bureau thing, so it's not always on the back burner. Yeah. But say you know by February 15th or something, I'm just going to make a call to two people or whatever it might be. But but I, I I'm with the 20 or so people that say you can make money speaking because you can. Yeah. I, I do. And I have one tenth or one one hundredth of the tribe you do, and I make money speaking already. So good. Um, so yeah, yeah. How about a book? How are we doing? A uh, book is something that I had started uh, in in last part of last year by recording it as an audio product, and I've got chapter one done. Nice. Um, so so um, the other chapters are just waiting until I can free up my schedule to record more. Uh, and then I will have that audio. I'll sell that as an audio product. And then I plan on having it transcribed by somebody hiring a virtual assistant and having that transcribed, which will then I will hire somebody to actually edit and produce it into a written book. So so I can read it on my Nook slash iPad slash Kindle. Exactly. exactly. Wonderful. I'm just going to buy them all. That's Good. what I'm going to do. That's what I'm you tired should. of the. I'm tired of the debate. I'm just going to buy them all. I'll give you a, a package discount, my friend. <laughs> right, how about um, the virtual assistant? Let's talk about that, dude. I'll tell you what, man. I I I love my virtual assistant. Uh, Andrea is <laughs> in, a doing, pro- in a totally professional way. In a totally professional way, <laughs> everybody. Let me tell you, she she is doing a wonderful job. Um, it was amazing. Uh, she, you know, I paid, I've got, I've got a domestic VA. I paid 20 bucks an hour. I know that some people, their only understanding of what a VA is, a virtual assistant is, you know, they've read about it in the four hour work week and it's it's these people in India that make a dollar an hour. Uh, I, I, I've got somebody I paid 20 bucks an hour and, uh, the, she handled this week for me, um, she handled three orders where the profit was anywhere between 80 and a hundred bucks. And literally all I had to do is talk to the client on the phone for 15 minutes. And she took care of putting the order together, uh, you know, processing the order with my supplier, uh, putting all the tracking and everything into the, my computer system, my high rise, um, right. setting all the follow-ups, getting the tracking information the next day, communicating the tracking information to my clients, all of it, all of it off of my chest, not a thing I had to worry about. And, and, and not to mention the fact that over the court, ever since I've been using high rise, which is a couple months now, yeah. I literally had a ton of probably 50, 60 follow-ups on potential orders of yeah, equipment. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I remember and you saying that. She's sending out uh, probably 10, 15 emails a day uh, yeah. following up with people. She goes through and she reads the product order uh, or a conversation and she says, yep. hey, I, my name's Andrea. I'm Cliff's, Cliff Ravenscraft's assistant. I noticed that he, you were uh, having conversations about such and such equipment. I was just wanting to check and see if there's anything, if you wanted to place an order, if you had any additional questions, feel free to contact me, you know, Andrea. And she And she sends the email out. It, it's yeah. it's awesome. awesome. I love it. Yeah. And then the last one is develop an intern program. Uh, that's yeah. a, that's another thing that I had my VA do. She's been investigating that, and she actually has. She's contacted the labor department. She's contacted Northern Kentucky University, uh, and she's prepared an entire written doc, uh, an entire document for me to review with all the details. And she's just waiting my word on the next, uh, you know, to to go to the next phase. 
So, yeah. so it, it, it's happening, my friend. I've set the well, goals. Cliff, and that's it's so awesome to be using your VA to help you reach one of your other goals. Yeah, no doubt. That, that's that's just you know, it's 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 what is that? Two birds with one stone. I mean, that's just that's just that's just awesome, man. Way to go. Yeah, and matter of fact, I, I'm I'm positive that when it comes time for me to to look into the speaking bureau, she's she's going to do all the research for that as well. Way to go, man! Yep. So that so yeah, goals are doing great. You're doing great on your goals. I I feel very confident in my goals. And well, I got to uh, tell you, Cliff, though, and I mentioned it before, and it's worth repeating because it was before we started the recording. The the GS I'll say the our GSPN community has helped me reach one of those uh, not reach but uh, well yeah reach part of one of those goals. I'm not going to get into too much specifics because I don't want to uh, bring the person up personally, but I can just say that because of the connections just in the gspn.tv slash live chat we do here on Thursdays uh, and building that community and, and having conversations and then pulling it to an email uh, or a Twitter, you know, pulling it off the live chat to, to more of a one-on-one. Um, you know, I actually was referenced at a family gathering by one of our GSPN members mm-hmm. to, to one of their family members who then, you know, we, they, they made the connection and I, and I talked to them today and I, I would not be shocked if it was my biggest client ever to date. And I know that I can pull it, I can point directly to the fact that I'm a part of this larger community, which I'll say again, friends, I, I pay my 10 bucks a month. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just riding the train for free here. Um, but, and it's not about how much money I get out of it. It's about the relationships that are being formed here. Uh, you know, I don't have anybody coming from Australia to watch a television show in my living room or anything like that, like you do. But uh, but there are relationships that are happening, and so I encourage you if you're listening to this, um, you know, and you are a GSPN Plus member, you know, dive into that community. Uh, there's just great stuff that happens in our community, whether it's people praying for each other, encouraging each other, doing business together. Uh, there's just a lot of good stuff happening. And, and, and Cliff, here's a great thing. The measure of a great community is when they create their own content. And that's what's starting to happen. Relationships are happening without you. Yeah. And, and that's a really healthy thing. Yeah, that that is that's been something that has been it's been going on for the last three years. And and the biggest thing that was ever the wake up call for me was when I had one of our um, community members uh, from Germany go to uh, London and met up and said, hey, I'm I know that you live in London. I'm from Germany. I'm coming to visit London. And ended up, she spent the day there, and the two of them hung out together. And yeah. that's ha- and, and the thing is, is n- that's been happening all over the world now. I mean, it, it's just, it's just crazy. So it, it's fun stuff, and and this is an awesome community. And 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 uh, those of you listening to this, you already know that. But that's awesome. I, I'm glad to see that that you're benefiting from it. And I I hope that everybody benefits from this. And it's not just something that I've done. You know, I, 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 I love leading this community and being the, the catalyst for it. But man, you guys, everybody listening, everybody who participates in whatever way, you know, we, we all make this community happen. And so it's awesome. All right. So, uh, let's see here. We have some, we have some voice feedback. Let's, let's take yeah. a, let's take a voice call here from, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll start off with Brent Green. Here's what Brent had to say. Hi, this is Brent Green calling from Kansas City. This is for the Business Tech Weekly podcast. 
appreciate what Cliff and Andy do there week to week. Been listening to that, have listened to every episode. As you guys have talked about being solopreneurs, uh, one of the things that I get frustrated with is people contacting me and it just seems like they see dollar signs instead of being willing to build a relationship with me. So I wanted to know how you guys um, worked against that. It seems like you guys do pretty good at building authentic relationships. So how do you build that relationship well and help people realize they're not just a number or a potential for a paycheck? Thanks for what you guys do. Appreciate your input. All right, Brent, thank you very much. Andy, what, what's your initial thoughts on that one? Well, you know, is I guess help, help me rephrase the question. Can you do that for me a little bit? Yeah, so the question is, you know, how do you, you know, obviously you're doing business, so, some of these connections that you have with people, it's leading you to a, to a, to somebody who is not just a, a somebody who's listening to your podcast, but they are they are either a potential client or maybe mm-hmm. they've just become a client. How do you how do you keep from blurring the line, or do you blur the line of you know somebody who is paying you for services, and also at the same time can you can you have somebody who's a client who's paying you to do mm-hmm. things, but at the same time can you be like a quote unquote best friend or or a close right. personal right. confidant you know kind of deal? Yeah, let me answer it this way, and I, that's a great question. And, and Brent, thanks for listening to the show. Um, I, I think a great place to start, and this goes back to goals, as we were talking about before, and I actually sent a, a Twitter message about this earlier, because that person that I was talking to that might be my biggest job ever, uh, is they're my ideal client, Cliff. They're, they are, if I could write down, and I've done this, who is my ideal client? Right. And as my, as my business coach says, all the way to how many kids do they have, and do they have a dog? I mean, get, get really weirdly personal. Mm-hmm. But here's why, because when you put that goal out there, then you're much more likely to find that kind of person. And so to answer his question about building an authentic community and connecting with people is, no, I don't have to be best friends with everyone that wants my services. But honestly, if someone rubs me the wrong way, I don't want their money. Like, so so I, I try to work with ideal clients or as close to that as I can get. And those ideal clients are people that um, you know, not, not surprisingly, I would want to have sort of a relationship with anyway. So no, I can't have 600 best friends on Facebook. Um, nor is all, are all my clients, my best friends, but they're the kind of people I want to help succeed. Um, and so it happens much more naturally. And then there's other people that, you know, if, you know, if, if they're just following me cause they think I'm going to buy their product or they send me that build my list, build your list, sign up here stuff. I ban them. I block them. You know what I mean? I have a very low tolerance for people that don't respect um, the relationship that can happen with social media. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, exactly. I I think I I agree with all of that. Um, The one thing I will share is that um, I have a unique situation in that my, the, the, the lines between my personal life and my business line are are so non non existent that it it it's not funny, uh, <laughs> or maybe <laughs> maybe it is funny. But it, it's like dude, if you hire if you hire Cliff Ravenscraft to hire to consult with you, you're hiring Cliff Ravenscraft. 
You know, you're, you're hiring this guy that you've been hearing blob for 1,900 plus hours on right. the internet. So, I mean, you all, most of, most of my clients already know me. Right. Pretty darn well. I, I was talking with a client of mine uh, just yesterday, and I sit there and I said, "Hey, did you know that I was once, you know, associate pet?" You know, he says, "You know, I, I, I remember hearing that. I remember you shared that, you know, in in an episode that you did about a year and a half ago. I remember you. I was just listening to it the other day, and it's like, so, so these clients that I'm working with, they already know so many intimate, personal details of my life." And that lends itself to a good relationship out mm. of the gate in in the event that knowing such information makes me a desirable for, person for that person to have a relationship with. So, you know, somebody might learn some things about me that and they, it's like, you know, what, I really don't like the way you do this and I really don't like that about you. And right. those people typically don't end up asking me to do business with them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. but here's here's what I found. I, I had I had this one client. Actually, I'll say his name. Uh, his his name is Joe Lample, and I considered Joe Lample. To, he was one of my first quote unquote big clients. All right, this this is one. He was among the first of my clients who not just hired me, you know, for you know a couple hours here or a couple hours there, but he was a guy who he was the first guy who says, "Man, Cliff, you know what." I, I want you to know after this, after tonight's session, you and I are going to be doing a lot of business together. And he says, and, and he says, and number two, you're going to have to raise your rates because you're not charging me enough. And number three, I want you to remember me in a couple months from now because eventually you're going to be so busy, you're going to have a hard time finding time to fit me in. But I always want to make sure that when I have work, because I've got some big projects in the future that I want to make sure that you're there for. And, and he said all of those things back when I didn't actually even really believe that myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I had a struggle believing that I was worth what I was paying or charging. I had a struggle with, you know, believing that one day I would be busy. And, and it's like I had a struggle with how on earth can I continue to help him? Because I, I really hadn't thought a whole lot beyond this. And, and once I teach you this, uh, that you know, that's really the furthest I've ever really thought out my business of coaching and teaching. And and he helped broaden my horizon. And over time, I just shared with him how much of an encouragement he was. And and outside of our quote unquote one on one paid times, I'll send him an email, you know, three four paragraphs long, just thanking him for some encouraging things he said and how it's inspired me. And and he would write back and he would say more, and we would go back and forth. And and you know what? Over the course of the last year and a half, Joe Lample and I are really good friends. Mm-hmm. But he happens to be a client who pays me really well to do a lot of work for him at the same time. And I, and when you said, you know, what kind of clients do I want? That, my friends, is the type of client I want. I want a client who, number one, sees the value in what I'm doing. And number two, who wants to continue to give me work and, and sees the value of an ongoing relationship. And 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 somebody who is encouraging who who I know not only is going to tell me that I'm doing well but is going to tell other people I'm doing well. And so I like my favorite clients are the ones that I consider friends. And by right. the by the way I'll just say r- right off the bat here Brent Green's one of those guys as well. You know, he he's a guy that he is a client, but I I also have developed a pretty strong relationship with him over the course of having him hire me for four 2-hour sessions and then a lot of email back and forth and listening to his podcast after he's got up and running. So, 
and and having him become a plus member and and listening to my contact and and leaving feedback for things like Business Tech Weekly. So it, sure, I love these relationships, and and it they some of them do happen naturally, but occasionally I run across somebody who hires me, and these aren't people that I necessarily want to really go continue forward in a relationship. Either they're overly pessimistic, they're overly grouchy and nitpicky and a little impatient and demanding. And to be honest with you, those are the people, like you said, I don't, not only do I not really want to have a continue on and, and develop a deeper relationship with this person, but I'd prefer not to even do business with them at all because they kind of bring me down. Um, yeah. I had a client three, maybe four weeks ago who hired me, paid good money to hire me. I knew exactly what he was hiring me for. And the the thing is, is half, he, he, and by the way, I don't usually charge people in advance, but he paid me in advance. He's like, dude, I can't wait to do this. And uh, it was the first and only time I've ever had an experience go as bad as it did with this client. And about halfway through the call, I said to the client, I said, listen, you know what? I'm not comfortable with the way this call is going. I don't believe I'm providing you anything of value. It doesn't appear that you're interested in any of the advice that I have. You've shot me down at every single angle. Let's go ahead and just end this now. I'm going to get off the phone here, and I'm going to immediately refund you your money. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned them before, and I want to jump in, Cliff, because I think here's here's where that goes, is you weren't going to help him succeed. Right. Right. And that's what it comes down to is, you know, what are we, why are those ideal clients? It's because it's not just because they love us or they respect us or whatever, but there's two pieces to an ideal client is one, they don't look at me and just go, how much do you cost? Right. right? That's not their, that, that's an important question. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, that's an important question. But if that's your only question, then go talk to somebody else. Right. Because I'm not a car. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, there, there's there's more to it than that. So the first part of that is it's about more than price. Yep. And the second is that you and I really feel like we can help them succeed. And if out of that comes a relationship, well, obviously it will. Right. right? But if you and I can't help people and that's why, you know, with that call, you're like, listen, I, I can't help you here because I'm not really I'm not bought into this as much as I should be. Yeah, and, and you know, it didn't feel right to you, right? Right. The client was not will. The client hired me to do like a one hundred point evaluation of their podcast, and 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 basically they shot down any and every single item that I brought up that I think would be beneficial for them to change. And they said, "You don't understand. I don't want to change. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested. In that. I don't want to build relationships. I don't want to do this. I, I'm not interested in a, a dynamic website. I don't want to learn WordPress. I, I want a static site. I want... <laughs> I, yeah. And, yeah. and the weird thing was, though, this client refused to let me end the call and he refused to let me refund his money. And he says, just continue on. I, he says, I'm paying you because I want to hear what it is that you would suggest. And, yeah. and, and, and it ended up where at the end of the call, he says, listen, Cliff, I, I, I want to first and foremost, I want to apologize for my personality. You, what you don't understand, what you may not understand is, and, and I won't, I don't won't say where he was from, but he's from a different country. And he says, listen, this is just who I am. And it's how I do business with people. And I understand that I've rubbed you the wrong way. And I've been very impatient and demanding here. 
but I want you to understand <laughs> that he says, but I, I want you to know, I may not implement most of what you said, but you've given me a lot of value here. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay. <laughs> but after right. that call, I was emotionally wiped. Right. That's I like was working emotionally... at one of those call centers where everybody calls you and cusses you out. And you're yes. like, well, but I make good money. Well, yeah. who cares? I, it's not worth it, right? I mean, that's the whole point. And Brent's question was about building community and authenticity. And because we want to help people succeed, and just think about this for your business, what kind of customer do you want? Do you want the one that every single time they walk in, they say, what's the cheapest thing in the store? Or what, what's the way I can pay the least for this? Right. Or do you want someone who's going to walk in and say, listen, I want a good deal, but what I really want is I want a win-win situation. Yeah. That, that's, that's what we want. Yeah. I, and, and, and I also, I, I love people who say, you know what, I've, I, I love people who, who have already done enough evaluation and understanding of who I am and what I, and they already kind of know what I have to offer and they've determined ahead of time that, that I am somebody that they want to do business with and that they want to have a relationship with. Cliff, that's the great thing about being, uh, and about having a podcast as a business owner is I can just say, hey, if, if you don't, if you want to know who I am, go listen to Business Tech Weekly. You That's get right. to hear a lot about who I am as a person. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Now, obviously, you have more personal ones like family from the heart and all that stuff. But, but the point is, we don't have to just depend on a website to communicate our message. Yep. We, we have things. Uh, and that's why I encourage, I think, I think a lot of people, a lot more people should have podcasts than have them is because they, one, they think it's too much work. But two, they're just missing out because they don't realize the connection you can have with people that by the time most people hire me, they know me and, and, and not anywhere near the level they know you, but that's the beauty of social media is they can go look at my Twitter page. I don't hide my tweets, which I think is stupid when people do that, by the way, <laughs> you know, restricted tweet views or whatever, but you know, they can go to my Facebook page. They can go to a lot of places and watch my YouTube videos. All right. Yep. And that's one of the great things about putting yourself out there is if you're authentic, then people know who you really are. Exactly. Hey, let's move on to our second call now. So first of all, uh, Brent, thank you for your Thanks, feedback. We, we really appreciate it. And uh, next we're going to go to John, who is going to talk about Dropbox, something we've talked about in the past. Hey, Cliff, this is John from Houston calling for the um, either Social Media 3 or Help I Got a Mac podcast. Um, I was on one of those podcasts you were talking the other day about your decision. Oh, no, actually, scratch that. This is for Business Tech Weekly. I remember you are talking about the difference between Dropbox and Carbonite and whether or not you would choose uh, either which one. Um, and, and Cliff, I, I believe that uh, you personally said that you would do Dropbox over uh, Carbonite because of the fact that with Carbonite, it, it, it takes over your whole entire uh, your whole entire inbox, you know, I mean, all entire computer, and you know, if you ever lost your computer and you had to do reback it up, why, why would you just want to go back to what you originally had? You can just reset something else up. And I, I, I thought about that, and that kind of uh, convinced me that okay, maybe I'll just go to Dropbox, not throw uh, everything in the Dropbox. Well, I'm looking at the pricing model behind Dropbox. That's that's pretty expensive, um, knowing that you can only have uh, 50 gigs. And if you're if you're somebody like me and my wife who are high. Uh, you know, have some just high-end photography uh, from time to time and have a bunch of uh, pictures that we scanned in that we want to do it, that we want to hold, uh, Dropbox only allows you to have up to two gigs before you have to go to the paid uh, model. But with Carbonite, it has a, 
know, over the 12 months, you having to pay that $55 gets you unlimited uh, unlimited backup so that you can back up all your pictures. So I was just wanting to see why we why I'm um, we just be in my situation with with pictures and stuff like that that I want to hold on to. The carbonite would be the better backup for it, or do you still see it as being a better option than um, or, or I guess the lesser option with Dropbox being the better one? All right, so there you go, uh, John. Um, great question. First and foremost, the uh, the big thing there that I want to point out is that for me personally. I would prefer using Dropbox. Um, you know, Carbonite and Dropbox are two completely different services, and uh, the the functionality of Dropbox does give me, you know, it, it's for their highest paid whatever version of fifty gigs. Honestly, I don't need more. Per, personally, I don't need more than fifty gigs of the cloud based backup. But also on top of the fact that I have fifty gigs. I like the fact that I can also synchronize the information not just between my my desktop and the web, but I can also have those files and those folders synchronized among, you know, 5, 10, 15 different computers, which in my studio here I've got a, a net, I've got a notebook, I've got a desktop PC and I've got a Mac mini and a MacBook and upstairs Stephanie has another uh, you know Windows based laptop. So I love the fact that I with Dropbox my files are in all of those places if I want them to be there. Um, now you know I'm not gonna put all of my you know all one down nine thousand uh, you know, 1900 episodes of content from gspn.tv and all the other stuff, but anything other than the, the archives of our podcasting content, everything else that would fit within 50 gigs, I'm certainly going to just drop that in my Dropbox and let that be the backup tool for those things. Now, in your situation where you've got, you know, literally tens of thousands of photos and some of those photos today when a camera takes them, they're three megs each and all that other stuff. Yeah, you'd run into the same thing I have with my podcast archives. And at that time, you know, having a service like Carbonite to back up all those big, huge, gigantic files. Those are there. But for me personally, I'm not interested in backing up my Windows operating system and all the system configuration tools. And that's because I have become what I would consider a minimalist uh, and a purist. And and basically, when it comes to computer technology, I do a majority of what I do with web-based applications. I literally... Uh, Andy, you and I did, uh, you had one of your online classes, your technology for successful business. Yep. And one night I was actually supposed to come in and, uh, teach one of your sessions. Yep. And an hour and 15 minutes before that session started, somebody had hit a telephone pole in our area here and knocked out all the electric to everybody in our entire little city here. I all I did I picked up my I picked up my MacBook and my laptop and my my power adapter or my laptop bag I hopped in the car drove until I found lights and when I saw lights I thought of the first place I, first place I might find that would have an you know a Wi-Fi connection for me or or an internet connection I plugged in I was there still 45 minutes before the call and at my disposal, anything and 
everything I could have ever wanted to show from my desktop here in my studio was also there on my MacBook. And I didn't have to go download anything from a web-based software. It was already synchronized on my MacBook. And that, and that, Cliff, that points out, I think, the differences between the two. And, and one is that with the Dropbox, basically you're creating a folder that synchronizes among all computers. And, and that is different than Carbonite. Carbonite is we're going to take all the information on this one location and back it up. In right. case your computer burns or crashes or whatever that might be. Okay. That's very different than I think the twofold, which you have obviously the backup with Dropbox. So if your computer did burn, you've got that backup. But the, the, I think the more important, more powerful part of Dropbox is the accessibility from any other computer as well as online. Yes. So any other computer that I have it on. And so it's a great question. And I think it's a good question because we maybe weren't as clear as we needed to be when we gave that recommendation. But I like Dropbox, as you said, for two reasons. One is it's probably enough space for us to store information. But two, it's that central location. It's the center of the city uh, that we can you know, get all of our files from. Uh, I, I use it literally when I have two computers sitting in front of me you know, two keyboards a foot, you know, 12 inches from each other, I'll move a document from one computer to the other using the Dropbox. You know, it's just the easiest way uh, to move things around. So, hey, Andy, yeah, I completely agree. Andy, I, yep. want you, I want you to write this down. You got a, a pen and a piece of paper or someplace you can type real quick? Go for it. I want you to type this, this word. S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y synergy all right i want you to google that and i want you to throw away one of those keyboards and one of those mice because you're <laughs> wasting your time my friend thank so, you you can actually literally install that program on both of your pcs and it and then you use one keyboard one mouse and it's simply you can program whatever button you want to be able to switch what computer you're controlling from that one keyboard and mouse it's going to change your uh, world. We better end the show because I got to go take care of that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, uh, great question. Great, yeah, question. great question. And uh, so, and, and by the way, there, there's definitely some usefulness for Carbonite and, and there may be the possibility uh, within the next 90 days that I'll probably have both the Dropbox solution and also something like Carbonite or more than likely <laughs> Mosey, uh, whichever, whichever online solution will allow me to back up all my data from my PC that I want to and also from some of my other computers. So I want a, I want an online cloud-based computer uh, or backup solution that will allow me to back up from multiple computers right? without having to pay for separate accounts for each one. So anyway, John, thank you very much for your question. And now to Rick in Wisconsin. Hi, this is Rick from Wisconsin. I'm calling for the Business Tech Weekly Show. Um, the episode where you shared about how you left your soul-sucking job. And um, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't have a business of my own, but I really like listening to Cliff talk. And so I gave the show a chance when you rolled out the first couple episodes. And I really like hearing Andy talk as well. And, and the information that I learned from listening to you two guys talk is great enjoyment for me. I 
wish I was able to be a plus member because uh, I'd like to hear every episode, but every one I hear I enjoy, and I was greatly encouraged um, by everything that you guys talked about, especially um, your love for Dan Miller's uh, ways of thinking and teaching, and um, it makes me think about my job that uh, I've been pretty much in the same line of work for 25 years, and I enjoy what I do, even though I work for somebody else. I'm I don't get up and not want to go in every day. I go in and I smile and I'm happy, and even when there's days when stressful things can happen or days where you really have to work physically hard to get things done, I always uh, am pretty happy at the end of the day, and it's not like I, I want to find something different to do that much. There's things I think about sometimes that I could enjoy doing, but uh, I don't have a great desire to leave the job I have. But I do really respect and um, like hearing success stories of people that take that bold step. So I want to congratulate both of you. All right, Rick, thank you very much for calling in, and we're glad that you're enjoying the uh, the Business Tech Weekly. And and that's one of my favorite things about Dan Miller. As much as he promotes the entrepreneurial spirit and, and all of those other things, he does not believe that everybody out there ought to be launching their own businesses around their own passions and all this stuff. And you know, I, I'm I, I I number one. I just want to say how excited I am for you that when you wake up in the morning, you want to go into your job. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> the point is not to be miserable, friends. It's not to do what we're doing. You know, it, it's God made us all different for a reason. We need to be doing different things, and we need great employees and managers out there. You know, we can't all be solopreneurs. You know, but I, I just love that he's loving his work. That's Absolutely. great. You, you know, my biggest fear is that, you know, here I am. I'm one of these guys that I, I think that sometimes, you know, just hearing enough of my story has inspired a lot of, well, I, well, okay, I don't just think. I know that hearing my story has inspired a lot of people to really start thinking, do I really love what I do? And, you know, do I feel like what I'm doing is a soul sucking job and, and stuff like that? And I'm, I'm sitting here, it's like, wait a second, I can't let my VA hear all of my podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what if she sits there, starts listening to this, and she thinks, hey, "Wait a second, maybe, <laughs> wait a I, maybe I want to go do my own thing." That's which, right. Uh, which is totally awesome. But what's really cool is I actually, you know, I, you know, I, I kind of shared that with her, and she goes, "She goes, but Cliff, this is my thing. I love this. I love helping you right. succeed." And, right. And 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 she's not just saying that. I mean, she literally listens to a lot of the content, and she's like, you know, I, she. She, she she is investing beyond what I pay her to to do. She's she's investing in learning a lot about my business, and and it's really exciting to see that. Yep, yeah, we all have our sweet spot. You know, it's just a matter of finding it. I think what we're trying to do is just give people permission, Cliff, to look. You know, first you look inside. That's what Dan Miller says. A job search is eighty five percent of a job search is, is finding more about yourself. Yeah, you know. But we're just saying, hey, look inside of yourself. And I looked inside myself and realized just because I was successful at something doesn't mean that I liked it. So, you know, I had to look inside and say, who did who did God make me to be? And how can I go do that better and help more people? And that's what I'm doing now. And it's wonderful. And, and I'm starting to see doors open. And you've seen doors open. And, and doors are going to keep opening if we pursue that. Is it easy? Heck no. Heck no, it's not. <laughs> Heck no. But uh, rarely is anything that is easy worthwhile or worth doing at all right you know amanda in our chat room says honestly i would be bummed i would be bummed working uh by myself at home and 
you know, that, that very well may be. And so that may not be your thing. And, uh, the cool thing is, is I found ways that I am at home and I work here all day long, but quite rarely am I ever here by myself. I've got, I love if, if folks go to gspn.tv slash water cooler and check out that, that site, it, it is, it is fun. It is fun because I, all day long, anytime that I want to, there are sometimes I have to hide behind the veiled curtains of, of the, uh, live show stream. But, uh, you know, I, most of the time, especially when I'm feeling well, I'm in here and I've got the, the stream going and I got a chat room and, and people stop in from time to time and it it is, I never feel alone. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'll I'll stop over to the water cooler, uh, you know, just to say hi to people. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) And then also, Amanda did put another comment in here. I want to comment on it. It's like, and uh, she says, there's times and seasons in life when you just have to work at a job that stinks. I will, I, I will say that I can agree with that statement to a certain point. There are, there are sometimes when, you know, you, you just might be in a situation or a circumstance where because of what other, whatever pressures or time deadlines or you just you, you got to go and you, you got some bills that need to be paid sometimes you just need to just need to do the first thing that's going to earn and generate you some income to pay those immediate requirements or or responsibilities but i don't believe that there is, should ever be a seas a time or a season where you have to do a job that stinks for it, 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 I guess it depends on what you call a season in life. Uh, when I think a season in life, it, 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 it leads me to thinking, you know, more than a, you know, up to, you know, as much as a year or more. And I really don't believe that anybody out there these days, not with the opportunities that are available. Um, I, I, I can't imagine half having to do something that stinks. That is, that is soul sucking for any more than twelve months, and and honestly, not even more for six months. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and and then she says yeah. she is in. She says like if you have too much debt, um, you're you're kind of starting out. Let me can I can I address that real quick? I, yeah, and let, let's address it in light of. And again, I just want to frame the conversation for those who are hearing this. This is about compromise, or you know, putting ourselves in positions you know, about finding our dream, you know? Right. So go ahead. Well, well, let's put it this way. He, and, and I'll go back to Dan Miller cause I listen to his stuff all the time. He, he, he had a position, he had a, he was actually in such a way he's always been an entrepreneur. I don't know the full story of this health club that he's, that he owned, but I'm not, tell, <laughs> I'm not telling, I'm not telling you anything that he hasn't shared a hundred times on his podcast, but he, he owned this health fitness facility and all I know is things went wrong. He ended up having to sell it, and he ended up owing the IRS literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I don't know; it might was it in the millions or was it just hundreds of thousands? Uh, it's hundreds of thousands. All but, right, you know, but basically, it took him a long time. <laughs> it, it, let's just put it this way: he he owed way more money than he could ever earn to pay back the federal government, the IRS. 
that he could ever do if he had to actually if he actually did a place you know where he just went out and got a job that he wasn't going to ever deliver enough pizzas he wasn't ever going to be you know he wasn't going to work up the corporate ladder quick enough and even if he did work up the corporate ladder and and made the top paying position in in a corporate company it, it would take him the likelihood of that happening just wasn't going to be there and one of the things he shared was that you know as with his with with when you go to work for somebody else there typically is this thing they call a ceiling on how much money you can earn because you know the company's always got to make more money than they're paying you because that's how they make profitable and that's why they're in business and all this other stuff so the 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 other thing that he he mentions all the time is not just quote unquote you know the fact that you in a traditional job you may have a hard time you know, making enough money to get yourself out of that position. But when it comes to making money, who makes the most money? The, uh, the people who make the most money are the people who are the most successful at doing what they do. Right. And you be, the only way I think that you can truly become successful, truly successful at doing what you do, or actually, let me say, and let me rephrase it a different way. I, and I, and I get this from Dan Miller and I and I completely subscribe to this way of thinking that it is much easier to succeed and be and 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 to succeed in such a way that leads to financial gain doing work that you love versus doing love work that stinks so uh, so while it may not be easy at first it, it if you go and find something and you love what you're doing your chance of success is greatly increased if it's in a field and doing work that you absolutely love. And, and, uh, that, I think that that's the big thing there. I, I, I think that if, cause it was, it was a lot easier for me to make the decision to, to leave my career in insurance and to do what I, I'm doing today full time because my wife and I had gotten debt free. Right. And I will tell you honestly, I can't imagine myself ever making that decision if we were still, let's just say if we still had, you know, $40,000 in unsecured debt. Mm -hmm. All right. If I still had $40,000 in unsecured credit card debt, I don't think I ever would have been able to mentally make myself leave my career in insurance and and do what I'm doing today. But Mm -hmm. let me tell you from where I am today, knowing what I know today, I do know this. I'll make more doing what I'm doing now and or maybe not doing what I'm doing now because what I'm doing now may be completely different from what I'm doing in eight months from now. But I know this. I know that do I'll by doing what I that I find the most passion and enjoyment and purposeful, you know, in I know that these things where I operate in my greatest gifts and talents I know for a fact I'll make a whole lot more money doing this than I ever would have made in insurance. Right. Now, Another way of saying that, Cliff, is I heard a hilarious quote about Michael Jordan, and he said, I'm really good at basketball because I practiced shooting. He's also really good at basketball because he was 6'6". The point is, you know, God made him a certain size, and then he applied that skill. You know, what, what a lot of people say is, I want to really... I want a, I want a huge podcast following Cliff. How do I do that? Right? They want yeah. shortcuts. Yeah. Right? Andy, I want to use social media. I want to hire you to 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 get me a, you know, all these followers and I want to connect to all these people. Well, do you have a good product? I mean, it starts deeper than that. It starts with desire and who you are as a person. Right? right? Yeah. That's where that's where that's why I love what Dan Miller. That's what was so revolutionary. I read 
that book is, and for business owners who are listening to this, you know, this is how you can be passionate about what you do is if it starts with who you are as a person. That's, that's, that's where real joy comes from. If you're made to do it, it won't even feel like work. That's absolutely correct. That's a, and, and not to mention that, that, but when you are doing work that you love and that brings meaning and purpose to your life, you know, your, your circumstances may not change. You know, gosh, for somebody who is in an, in an incomprehensible amount of debt, that's one thing. That's something that you can dig out from under. But there are other circumstances in life that you might be surrounded with. Maybe it's a, somebody who is who has a severe, ongoing, chronic illness in your life that, you know, we can't always allow our circumstances to keep us and to be to be stumbling blocks from us fulfilling our own calling and purpose in life. Does that make sense as well? Yeah, and I think another way of saying that is sometimes your current reality it's always going to be your reality if you believe that. I have a search set up for I hate my job on Hootsuite, and it's very active on Twitter. If you search for I hate my job, it's yeah. very active. And you know what? A lot of those people, they're not talking about quitting. They're not talking about changing. They're just complaining. Yeah. Right. And that's the difference is you and I don't want 2010 to be 2009. We want it to be better and bigger and different. Right. And we hope that we can help people do that with things like Business Tech Weekly, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, folks, we have uh, some more stuff, but we're going to have to put it off till next week. We've already rambled on for an hour. So uh, we'll be back next week. And of course, we want to hear your voicemail, your feedback. And you can do that by giving us a call at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And, of course, if you want to follow Andy on uh, Twitter, I encourage you to do that. Andy, what's your Twitter ID? It is Andy Traub, A-N-D-Y-T-R-A-U-B. All righty. And, of course, I want to encourage you to hook up and connect with me over there on Twitter. I am twitter.com slash gspn. And, of course, we've got lots of exciting things happening, not the least of which, which is our ah, Weekly Lost podcast coming back. So, yes. uh exciting things if you happen to be somebody out there who watches the tv show lost then uh you need to check out lostpodcast.com just just go to lostpodcast.com check it out we want to encourage you to get lost with us this final season (laughs) anyway andy man it's always a pleasure it's always a lot of fun to sit here and talk with you and i could do it for hours more but uh i think we better save some stuff for next week Absolutely. We'll be back. We'll be healthy and uh, we'll be excited to help you. So uh, let us know how we can help, friends. All right. Until next time, everybody, join the community. totally just coughed over that music. Sorry, everybody. (laughs)